I've built enough solo to know that it would be great to have someone else to lean on to just share the other aspects that I am not so good at because we cannot, we just simply cannot be good at everything 100%. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. It can be tough to go at freelancing alone. It can be tough to start any new thing alone. And I think that's why there's so many community groups in every single thing under the sun that you can imagine, because it can be tricky to start things, to do things alone. The nice thing is there's so many resources out there for you about freelancing, about becoming an entrepreneur, about starting your own business. One of them, in fact, I'm going to plug is my freelancing course called The Escape Hatch, which literally takes you through my journey from zero to 100K, making all the mistakes. I had no idea what I was doing. This was back in 2017, before a lot of the resources that exist today are out there. And before obviously the pandemic and everyone quickly learned how to work from home. Back then, it was still very much my friends and family thought, you know, maybe I was a little crazy. A lot of people didn't understand what I did at all. They didn't understand why I wanted to do it for the freedom and flexibility that it brought me. And they thought that it was very unstable because there's that reputation, right? Of freelancing being unstable. You're always running around, trying to find clients, trying to find work, which is the furthest thing from the truth that I have found. Freelancing has allowed me to make multiple six figures when the highest I ever hit in any job in all the years before that was around 55,000. And I only lasted at that job for about five months. (laughs) So freelancing has been a game changer. I'm super passionate about it. If you want to check out that course, you can find it at liveworktravel.com forward slash escape. So there's the option of getting your freelancing course and having that guide you through how to get started with freelancing. But I also want to talk to you about another possibility. Once you've kind of gone through, you've taken a course, you've learned how freelancing works, how the business model works, how to find clients, how to pitch clients, all those things, like all the things that are necessary in a freelance business, right? So you've got this A to Z picture. But what if there's still parts of it that you just cannot bring yourself to do? Let's say that you have a skill and you know that you're good at it and you just are terrified at the idea of actually going out and pitching clients. You don't think that you're cut out for it. You don't think that it's what you want to do. I want to talk a little bit today about the possibility of finding someone else out there who can complement what you have going on. Is there the possibility? Is there someone else, a friend, a family member, or even someone you meet at an entrepreneur event or out in your community somewhere that you guys could go into business together and make this a win-win for each of you? Because I'll tell you what, guys, it can be hard sometimes. Normally, as human beings, we're not all good at everything. We typically have some things 
that are come naturally to us and a whole bunch of things that don't. And we're just wired certain ways from birth. Some people are more logical. Some people are more creative. Some people love the people side of things. Some people like to be in the backgrounds. And it can be hard to do all of those things together yourself. In fact, just being completely honest, that is one of my biggest struggles as a freelancer and business owner. I love creating. I love being alone. (laughs) I just want to like tinker and create and write all day long. That would be my ideal day in the life of a business owner. But there's all these other things that I have to do. There's the marketing side of my business, which I really, really struggle with. There's the managing people part of my business, which I really struggle with. And there's the piling up of all the admin stuff that needs to be done. But the admin stuff and the managing people I struggle with because it's not something I want to do. I want to be over here doing my writing, my creativity and all that kind of thing. And it's funny because the work that I do for my clients is that it's all the admin stuff. It's all of the managing people stuff. It's all of these things that I'm great at in someone else's business. But when it's in my own business, I struggle with it because I have so many ideas for my own business, right? And want to spend all day with my ideas, not actually with the nitty gritty stuff of actually getting things done. So it can be a struggle. And I come from a long history of doing things alone. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it is. I was homeschooled as a kid. I didn't go to school till I was 16. So I was used to teaching myself in a lot of ways. And I was one of the older kids. So used to kind of helping out with the younger kids, but also just being on my own a lot and fending for myself in a way. I'm from one of seven kids. We have a very big family. I'm the oldest girl. And early on, I just kind of internalized this thing of like, just stay out of the way, make yourself useful. Don't be a burden, help out with other things. And so that not wanting to be a burden, not wanting to get in the way, but being a helper made me very much early on independent. Like, I'll just do it myself. So from 18 and getting out and moving out to college and everything, like it's been a part of my identity for my whole life. I'll just do it myself, which can make it hard to work in teams. I remember being everybody. Well, I don't want to say everybody hated group projects. I think a lot of people who ended up doing the work hated group projects because we're like, we have five people here to do this group project and I know I'm going to end up doing it all myself type thing. So I really struggled to work with other people, although I crave it. I really do. Like other good people, other A players, other top of their game people. That is really awesome. I struggle with that because most of the other A player people that I know are running their own business, doing their own things. And I do think to myself, God, why didn't I meet them ages ago? Like we could have done a business together And that would have been incredible. Like the ability to complement the two different sides. Like if I was going to bring a partner into my business, which I am open to. And if that right person presents themselves, I would love to have a partnership in my business down the road. But I need somebody who can do the side that I suck at, the side that I don't want to do, which is the marketing going out and getting people, bringing people in. And I want to be creating. I have so many ideas and things that I can build for freelancers and for business owners to make their lives easier. And it's like, it would make me jump out of bed every day 
with happiness to be able to just spend my day doing that kind of stuff and not be bogged down at all by the other half of like telling people and managing people and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So there's room for me to bring some people in to my business. And that's what I want to talk about today because that's where I found my success with my clients. I come in and I'm basically like this person number two who helps them with all the things that they're bad at, which are the operations and admin type stuff. I'm telling you guys, it's bizarre how I can do this for other people, but not for myself. But I think it makes sense in a way too, because it's kind of like dating advice, right? Or life advice. We've all got the situation where someone comes to us and they've got this situation with someone they're dating and they're like, oh, what should I do? And they they said this and that and the other and the other and and what should I do? And you as the outsider, it's painfully obvious. You're like, "Uh, this is what you should do. Depending on the situation, you can't always say that. But you can see, it's so easy to see in someone else's life what they should do. And that's how it works with my business. For my clients, piece of cake. I can see exactly what they should do, how to do it. And it's easy for me to go in there and get it done. And my own business, blind spots. I struggle with that. And so that's where I need that other person to come on and help me. So partnering with someone from the beginning can be a way that you go about starting your freelance career. One of you is good at one aspect of the business. The other of you is good at the other aspect. If you've got a skill, let's say you've got something that you're really good at doing, but that's all you want to do. Then you can find somebody to help you with the sort of running part of your business. Someone else who's like, okay, cool. You're really talented at this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find clients for us. I'm going to deal with all the contracts and stuff when it comes to bringing them on board. I'll put together the onboarding. I'll get on calls with them and talk to them. I'll hire part-time people when we need other contractors to help us with stuff. I will do all of these things so that you can focus on the thing that you're good at, which helps us make money. But we couldn't do it without each other. So we're going to go in on this together. That is an excellent way to start a freelance business. And if I could do it all over again, there just wasn't anybody in my life at the time when I started freelancing because it was so sudden, right? It was a layoff that forced me into making a drastic change immediately. If you're not there, if you haven't been pushed to the brink of like, oh my God, I have to make a change right now. If you're still just thinking about jumping into freelancing, why not do it a slow and steady way? The escape hatch, which can help show you all the steps that you need to take to get there. But then finding a partner who is going to go through that course with you and understand all the pieces as well and decide, okay, I think I have this skill which could make us money. I just don't want to do any other parts. How could we go in on this together? Obviously, there's a lot of choosing your partner wisely and all that good stuff, but you can structure this to where it is beneficial for both of you. And imagine this, you are with somebody that you really enjoy. You pick a partner that you really enjoy spending time with, whether that's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's you know just someone you meet at an entrepreneur event or something like, but you have a connection with this person that would make you want to work with them. And imagine that life played out where you both get to wake up, you both get to do work that you enjoy, You both get to make a great living at it. Is there anything better, right? Like that's just phenomenal. And so I've talked about this before with friends as well, from the standpoint of thinking about like the artist, like the creative, and then you've got the business mind that it takes to run a business. You can try to just join both of those together, but it's not going to be as easy as just letting the artist do what they do and letting the business person do what they do. 
So I have a friend in Ecuador who makes jewelry. In fact, most of the pieces that I wear nowadays, he made for me, which was incredible to me because again, just this is the thing I love about travel, just expanding the mind, right? For some reason, it never occurred to me <laughs> that regular people make jewelry. You know, you see the big jewelry shops and I thought, oh, you know, it's just like this big production thing. I don't know. I just never thought artisan, one person working away, in his case, in his house, making jewelry and custom stuff. Like you tell them what you want, the design you're thinking about. And like, for me, that's so beautiful to be able to go and say, hey, I've thought of a design. This means a lot to me. Here's what it represents. And we sit around and we have a drink. We talk about the story behind it. We talk about that. We sketch out some awful, on my part, you know, just horrific drawings. of Like what I think I want the thing to look like. And he goes away and he makes it happen. And so he's amazing. And Anytime that I have something that I want to remember, something that means something to me. And I mean, now I'm not living in Ecuador anymore, but you can bet when I go back and visit, I will be coming with designs and asking, hey, can you make this for me? And it makes for lovely gifts for people in my life as well, like to make something meaningful for them. Anyway, I digress. He is a jeweler. That's what he loves to do. He loves to be in his workshop making jewelry, I've been over to his place and sat there and watched. I'm just fascinated. You know, you take this lump of metal and then just mold it. It's incredible. The work that he does is absolutely fantastic. Now, he loves to be in his workshop. I look at him and go, oh my gosh, I have so many ideas (laughs) for your business, right? Because I have that business mind when it comes to other people. In my own life, in my own business, I'm the creative side. But for other people, I just see all of the steps from home workshop to selling jewelry around the world, right? If that's what you want to do. And so if I were to live in Ecuador permanently, because it can be harder long distance, although people can make that work as well. But if I were to live in Ecuador and if he were open to it, I'd be like, okay, can we go into business together? Basically. But unfortunately, because it is business, it's, there's some on the ground work that's needed, right? Like he's got to go into the city and buy materials for making all of the different things that he makes. He's got to deal with customers, people coming in and saying, oh, can you make this? Can you make that? He's got to deal with all of the designing, doing all the sketching and going back and forth with people to see if it's what they want because he does custom work, right? He's got to deal with inventory, checking on like who has paid for their materials and where are those materials stored. He's got to deal with the time it takes to actually sit down and create the juggling of finishing this project in time for this person, this other project in time for this other person. Oh, how do I also have a life in between all of this? How do I do estimates on work that people want done? There's all of these things that he's got to deal with. He's he's the sole person that does it all. And of course, he doesn't like it all. He would rather just be creating. And so there's a great opportunity for him to partner up with somebody who's like, okay, cool. I can't make jewelry. (laughs) I can't. And I love watching him work, but I'll be honest. I love watching him work for about an hour, (laughs) right? And I love when he posts videos of the steps along the way. It's like, oh, I this, then this, and this, and this. And I love when he's working on my pieces because I do like seeing it come together from this lump of nothing to turning into what I now like wear around my neck or what have you. But I lose attention really fast. And I, I might think it would be creative to work with my hands. Like that would be amazing. But then I'm like, okay, who am I kidding? With my brain, I have a hundred half finished things sitting around. That's it. So yeah, I don't have what it takes nor the desire to have what it takes to make jewelry. I do have what it takes to set up a business 
and to quickly make order in it, to quickly put in all those moving pieces and to be like, okay, cool. We've got your supplier. This person goes to the city and you teach them how to buy materials for you. And then this person, we're going to teach them how to do the estimates and stuff. And then you'll just come in at the final end and you'll do the final say so on like, no, I would do this instead. We figure it out step by step. And we have a smooth running business. That means that he can spend 80% of his time just doing the work just creating. Because here's the hard part about trying to do both sides, the creative side and the like operational side of a business. Creation doesn't necessarily happen on a schedule. It's really hard to create on a schedule. I will have days where I've got four hour block that I'm going to be creating. I'm going to be working on a new course. I'm going to be writing new content. And I sit down that day and I'm just blocked. It's not working. Or I'll be time block to record the podcast. And it's just a day where I don't feel good. And that energy is going to translate into a really shitty podcast episode. So creation, it's hard. I know that a lot of times it looks like it. You'll see Instagram and everything and everyone's like, this is how I run my life. And it's like blocked off batch days. I don't know how those people do it. Maybe it does work for some people, but I don't show up every Tuesday and Thursday feeling the same, which means like, I just can't say that I'm always going to be able to record podcast episodes on a Thursday. It doesn't work for me that way. But so it's hard to switch back and forth. My friend, the jeweler, he may wake up and just get really inspired. He talks about it. I love hanging out with artists because they're so cool and different from me. Like he'll wake up and talk about like, it's just thinking about this piece, this idea that came to him or something. And he's got, he dreamed about it and he's got to like, sketch it out and draw it out and everything. When I dream, <laughs> I dream business ideas. Like I kid you not. So very different ends of the creativity spectrum, but it's very cool. And like he should be able to have a work schedule and balance that makes sure that he can wake up that day, take that idea, get into the workshop and just start to play around with it and not lose that magic, right? When things come to you in a dream, like you got to go with that in the moment. It's not something that can be scheduled in like, okay, next Friday, when I have a time block, I'm going to work on that piece. It doesn't flow that way necessarily. So having someone handle the operational aspect of a business while someone else handles the skill part or the talent part or the art part, whatever you want to call it, can be really, really amazing. So if you have the opportunity, whether you think you're the operations person or you think you are the skill person, just kind of let that idea kick around in your brain and start to look for, start to open your mind up, I guess I would say, to the possibility of meeting that person. If you don't already have someone in mind right now, I was at an event a few weeks ago, I guess over a month ago now, this entrepreneur event and met so many people that had business partners. And I definitely found myself going, wow. Gosh, that would be so amazing. I don't know what the future holds for me. I'm very hopeful that it holds a business partner. (laughs) Maybe not in this business, maybe in a future business, but I've built enough solo to know that it would be great to have someone else to lean on, to just share the other aspects that I am not so good at because we cannot, we just simply cannot be good at everything 100%. So All right. I hope this episode was useful for you and that you enjoyed it. As always, you can find out more about the resources that I have to offer by going to liveworktravel.com forward slash courses and say hi on Instagram at liveworktravelig. And one last thing, if you're getting value out of this podcast, I would love for you to just forward it to someone else in your circle, in your world who you think might enjoy it. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that more than you will ever know. I will be back next Monday, as always, every Monday until we reach 100 with another episode. (laughs) Take care of yourself. See you then.